This is Things You Might Not Have Heard, and I am Jay Cleveland Payne, and I am ready to present to you yesterday's latest in information, current events, pop culture, and politics news. Depending on when you're watching this on the day of time, we're live streaming this for recording at 5.50 a.m. Central Time on Friday, January 19th, 2024, but it's still Thursday's news, and it got to us by way of posting on our feeds and you checking out the stories and you telling us what stories were conversational and we putting them in this thing. We will explain all that in a moment, but eight stories that are in the feed in the queue to give to you for this Friday morning as we do this and like I said we'll explain how it works out and give you some fun stuff to stick around for so make sure you stick around for the fun stuff a full show ahead of us for this Friday morning visit our website this is conversationproject.com for more information about how we do this thing every day and email us anytime you feel like it literally anytime that pops into your head at the conversation inbox at gmail.com let us know what we can do to do things a little better or sometimes not so much as worse Sometimes there's a difference. Today is Friday, January 19th, 2024, and the headlines we have for today, no particular order as they're being presented, just this is how they laid out when we did the um, the drafting. Although our first story is actually the top story for this morning. It just sort of happened that way. It was interesting and interesting that it was such a big deal. Um, well, actually not so interesting one's such a big deal because this one, this one is... Um, pretty much a big deal the story of the day yesterday law enforcement response to uvalde mass shooting was a failure dog says uh the department of justice uh was on the scene in uvalde uh, texas as they gave the report to the families day prior and to the world day of uh, basically saying that there were so many things done wrong on that day uh that it was just uh it's just you can't even uh go past it 14 thousand that's what three zero pieces of data and documentations were compiled for a 575 page report that's a whole lot of words to say everybody screwed up that day and literally everybody screwed up that day and to make it worse the day after when everybody was patting themselves on the back they made it worse by not saying just how bad everybody screwed up that day uh it's um, amazing how the department of justice got called into this because the mayor was thinking uh, the local authorities would basically cover it up which is essentially what happened in the process. Uh, now the families are pushing for more prosecutions. The attorney general there in Texas, in that county, uh, is still working on what to do about the non-responses from many agencies and many local police officers. But this is a story that should surprise no one, and just other than the fact that it took so long to reduce a report so big to tell us the obvious, everybody did bad policing that day. Number two story for this morning, Arnold Schwarzenegger detained at Munich Airport over luxury watch. So when you're a big time star and you're traveling back and forth, and you don't think about these things. They get left. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a fairly nice watch on. So nice that uh, he did not declare it uh, as a luxury watch uh, while traveling in Austria. So he had to um, pay a duty for it. And so he got held for a bit. He actually tried to just pay with a credit card because he's got this kind of swagger. Credit card machine was not working. So um, he had to leave the watch behind. Um, uh, so when they finally got things going on. Uh, they basically, uh, they finally got a machine at work. He, he paid for the duty. And the watch was actually donated to the Schwarzenegger Climate Initiative in the, uh, in the end. But uh, just a funny story, a simple story, when the, an Arnold Schwarzenegger event story that he can tell forever. Uh, just, uh, just a simple thing on, uh, on customs. Not quite clearing for a watch. Story number three for this morning. Consigores sue Madonna Live Nation over show starting late. That's Madonna, comma, but a pause, Live Nation. So there is a class action lawsuit from a December 13th concert uh, that didn't start till 1045. 
That's kind of late for a concert start. And so a large class action lawsuit against Live Nation and Madonna for one of the gaffes. As we've said before, earlier this week we had the story of Madonna who um, confused Boston with Cleveland, which I guess happens at times. But um, we are... Well, we're dealing with the, the fact that Madonna, uh, of course, delayed the tour because of illness. And, is, of course, I'm not saying she's old, but she's doing a lot of stuff, getting a lot of things in there. So there's a lot of stress going on in this, in the concert series and what's going on. No explanation to why the concert started at 1045. I believe it probably had like an 8 o'clock start time, maybe even earlier than that, because it's a long show. Uh, but because of that class action lawsuit for people who went to that concert in um, the Barclays Center, uh, on the on the 13th. So if you were there, you might want to get in on this this thing as quickly as possible. Um, our next story, headline number four. Kendra Wilkinson has been celibate since 2018 divorce from Hank Basket. Now it's the headline that probably pulls you in, but the fact that we're still talking about Kendra Wilkinson, who is 38 years old by the way, who would start got her start you know, 20 odd years ago, uh, being one of Hugh Hefner's girlfriends, uh, essentially at 18 years old, um, talked about a lot of things in a recent interview talking to page six. It's a lot of things going on about, you know, the fact that the relationship was toxic, how bad it was in it. Uh, then her, her marriage to Hank Baskett and how just sort of weirded she was out from being with, with, um, Hugh Hefner for so long and just all the things that didn't work out and the fact that uh, she's doing okay now. She had a panic attack a few months back and had to be hospitalized like anxiety attack, full on blown attack that went to the hospital for uh, and from that we're seeing more stuff on her. How she is still more or less a curiosity bit after all this time we're not exactly sure but we put it out there. You guys responded to it quite bigly, so it's here in the story headlines as well. As I said, story number four doesn't mean it's the fourth story of the day, but it was a big enough story in the top 15. We'll explain that going forward. And the big news about her is the fact that obviously she's not doing any modeling, any acting like some of the other girlfriends that went through Hugh Hefner's bedroom. She's just selling real estate. She's trying to live a normal, quiet life. Let's move on to the story at number five today. The Daily Show to have correspondents host throughout 2024. Now, Roy Woods Jr. may have whispered, please get a host at the uh, Emmys the other day. But guess what? Not happening. Uh, they've had a couple of guest hostings pops up and some folks come in too. But what they're going to stick with for the rest of the year is the correspondents. The correspondents that will basically rotate in and take a week at a time and do a, a set of shows uh, going through the year. It's probably the best thing to do for this one because The Daily Show has evolved from what it originally was. Of course, Craig Kilborn just having goofs to the Jon Stewart really powerful program to Trevor Noah's also powerful and yet more poignant, more updated version. And now all the correspondents essentially having their own say and being their own people on the air. So we'll see more of Roy Wood Jr. at the desk for The Daily Show, plus other correspondents, at least for the year 2024. We'll see if there's actual plans for an actual host at some point in time. There probably is, but they're not in a rush because there's other things going on in TV these days. Our headline that sits at the next spot reads like this. Another trans candidate in Ohio faces disqualification vote for omitting dead name. There were four so far, four candidates running for office in in um, Ohio that had issues that were trans um, gender and had issues with getting on the vote ballot because their names were not what they originally had. Uh, their dead name, their originally birth name, as opposed to what they're calling themselves now, uh, is what they're being filed, what they're filing as, and that's an issue for 
courts. It's an issue. It actually is an issue that becomes an issue, but whether it's an issue that's just a way to discriminate or whether it's an actual legal issue that should be put up is where the actual debate is. Adrian Childry is the newest person trying to run for Ohio House. Um, and more likely to be disqualified because she admitted her former name in the petitions. Um, she has her current name, Adrian Childry, what she's going by now, and not her legal former name in the petition. We'll see how this one plays out because it's going to play out fairly soon with elections and very soon in courts. Here's a story that I didn't think would actually gather moss, and it did. Joel Osteen tearfully announced Lakewood Church pay off a $100 million debt. Now, this is not necessarily a bad story, but this is more or less a quite jab at Joel Osteen. I actually too, happen to enjoy Joel Osteen and his sermons and his talks and his speeches, things like that. I find them motivational. I find them slightly spiritual, but I do get the big sort of dig that is that he being one of the princes, not really the kings, but the princes of a prosperity gospel preaching mindset. Essentially, the whole sowing of seeds, which is in the Bible, but the seed you're sowing is basically cash. You send him some cash and more cash will come to you. That's kind of how it plays. Um, so Joel Osteen talked about uh, in a in a um, sermon recently about um, getting a loan to service the, uh, the their church, which is once, of course, the com former Compact Center in Houston, and how they paid off the $100 million loan um, that, to get that loan taken care of. He um, was very tearful about it, very joyful about it, very happy about uh, at that, being able to claim that. And it's a good thing, and he's using that as a point of faith, saying you can get through that long uh, period of debt, that long period of drought, that long thing that you're getting through, because time and faith will get you there. Now, as we said, he often talks about time and faith is basically almost like a bank account. So there's that. And the final story, which is actually the number one story, which was a late addition, which is kind of weird. But it just goes to the fact that people care about some of the things that we worry about, we care about, what you guys think is conversational. Here's the headline. Grayson Waller confronts disrespectful cameraman on Australian Morning Show. The background on this is Grayson Waller is a current WWE superstar and he is from Australia. There's going to be a premium live event, formerly called Pay-Per-View, uh, happening in Australia, Elimination Chamber, next month for WWE. The first time they've been down there for such a thing. And this year, WWE is doing at least four big events, the big Pay-Per-Views, PLEs, on international stages. One's in France, one's in Germany. They've got a bunch of them happening this year. So they're doing a big promotion with two of their biggest stars being from Australia. They sent down to Australia one of their biggest Australian stars, Grayson Waller, and one of their big upcoming stars guy goes by the name of L.A. Knight. As happens every so often, uh, the hosts of these weird shows decide to kind of poke the bear at the um, natureness of wrestling being fake or wrestling being predetermined. And one of the hosts, the male, asked uh, L.A. Knight to put him in his um, put him in, in his um, finishing move, um, which is called um, blunt force trauma, basically banging his head against the ground. He kind of went nah, and so he sort of pitched at Grayson Waller, who of course got offended. And then um, the cameraman kind of came out of the camera and bowed up and, and Grace Waller stood up and kind of bowed up too. Because every so often somebody steps into the realm of, of basically poking the bear of a wrestler and saying how it's fake and whatever. And so that's how Hulk Hogan ends up punching people and people get put in headlocks and choked out. And then always the guy that's kind of with them is kind of sitting there kind of, you know, 
you really shouldn't be doing this. It was a nice little viral moment, although Grayson Waller not as large as you would think in the in the in the realm of the wrestling world. If it were The Rock, definitely people would have got caught the attention. But this is a big deal. Basically, got a lot of extra promotion for the pay per view PLE happening in Australia uh, next month. Limited Chamber is the one I believe it is. Our apologies, errors, and omissions. We apologize for that bad Australian accent because we don't do accents right here because they're terrible. But we also want to do one story we're admitting. We want to make sure we get this in so we can poke the bear one more time at Dallas Cowboys fans. Matt McCarthy will return as Dallas Cowboys head coach despite stunning playoff ouster. While everyone joked about the fact that Bill Belichick was definitely going to be the next coach of Cowboys, if not in this week, you know, by the fourth quarter of that game, Mike McCarthy is there again. Now, here's the thing. The Cowboys have been making it to the playoffs consistently. They're playing very well in the regular season, and they're showing they are a, could be America's team if they can just win something. The problem is they keep getting blasted in the playoffs so poorly, especially this one so poorly, uh, at home, uh, letting a young team that had no chance roll all over them in this playoff win for them, that being the Packers. But we shall see what happens for McCarthy going forward. Let's move to our teaser story for this morning. This is a story that we could chat up tomorrow, or actually Monday, if it survives. I doubt it survives. It's probably the only chance we'll, have, we'll chat this up at all. So if you want it, you can make it happen. Go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash This is a Conversation Project. And Twitter.com slash TH underscore Conversation. Engage in the stories, all stories you post every 50 minutes on our feeds. And if this one survives the weekend as a top 30 story from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday... We'll pull it up there. I don't think it'll be in the top 30. I don't think there's much chance. But here's the headline that you could maybe contend to be in the top for this upcoming Monday. Texas man killed by naked man who beat him to death with firewood firewood he was delivering. This coming from Fox News. And yeah, they kind of have to throw these things out there. And it was salacious and it's kind of ugly. So we're seeing what happens. Scotty Jackson, a 51-year-old man, was delivering firewood um, to a home in Fort Worth on Saturday when he's really attacked by said naked man who eventually killed him, beating him with the wood he was delivering. You want to go deeper into the story? You probably don't. But just in case you do, just in case you're curious, just in case you want us to really do this, if you really want me to deal with this one, go to the story in our feeds. Go to the feeds when you're checking other stuff on Facebook and Twitter and go to the story, engage in it, hit like, hit love, hit hate, hit share. And if it's high enough, if it's a top 30 story of the weekend, we'll put it in there. It'll be the top 10, we'll be in the 10 stories we report on. We'll do it. We also want you to do a greater job in your work life in the next year or whenever. So keep this one in your pocket if right now is not the time. It's called Resume Solution, and it's a website that can help you work on your resume, get your life in order or your work life in order, definitely, and organize some things and get you more chances at interviews. They guarantee you more interviews with a better resume by using Resume Solution. And they'll have a free review so you don't have to pay much to them. Now, if you do pay them, go to our link at this is a conversationproject.com slash resume solution. This it's a conversationproject.com slash resume solution. And you can help us out because we get commission from you using their service. It's that simple. They will help you draft your resume into a way that's more, just makes more sense. A lot of times we get so really stuck up on things that are out there that we've done that we think are kind of cool that in the real grand scheme of things don't really make a difference. And some things we don't really point out that actually are bigger skills now than were then. And sometimes we hold on to very old jobs and very big skills 
that seem like a thing that we are to highlight, but they're things that most employers either assume are there as basics or are looking for newer things. Resume Solution has a great team of people who can help you figure out what should be on your resume and that resume can help you get more interviews. They guarantee you that one. Go to our link. This is a conversationproject.com slash resume solution, our affiliate link to help us out along the way. Visit other sponsors at our sponsors page and keep things going. Keep your life going. Maybe this is the year for that new job or you just want to update your resume just for yourself. Get some help from Resume Solution. The Conversation Project lives online at this is conversationproject.com. We want you to check out our website because it gives us more time to do more newsy stuff, less time rambling on about the Conversation Project, and you can just see for yourself and find the things you're looking for. You can find links to our feeds, which we already talked about. You can find links to our locations where we produce things on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find more information and links to our short hot takes on YouTube Shorts and TikTok. You can find the links to the replays of this and the, the newsletter for this so you can just get the articles without my talking or get the talking without my face or get more of my face and replays and get the weekend stuff as well weekend shows include the weekly wrap-up that is the top 10 stories per year pure engagement numbers we don't go through the tops or whatever's and, and kind of move them around for a great story these are the pure top 10 stories we had some very big stories coming out of the weekend that were just um, phenomenally engaging so we have a good idea what stories are at the top, but we have one more day to add in for our Friday stories to see what will mix it up and what stories will be the greatest for the week. Check it out in a, in a other feed coming down the line. And also check out the story of the week where we take one of those top 10 stories and expound on that one because we're assuming you're asking for it. So we're going to do our best to give you more of that one. Go to our your email and email us at the conversation inbox gmail.com anytime you want to and let us know what to do better. And visit our partnerships page. Our partnerships page allows you to connect with us and help us get more stuff done, literally help us get more work done. If you deem us worthy and we do not shy away from anything you want to give to us, uh, help us out, be a partner, be a friend, add stuff to the coffer so we can keep things going here. And you'll hear more background story, more or less. So there's less of me doing sob stories about Tornado House here, more of them there to let you know how we're overcoming those things in the real time. Thank you so much for Anything you contribute, remember the free stuff, which is going to the feeds and emailing us with uh, ideas and thoughts are the most important things. But yes, the partnership stuff helps out a lot. You know, it helps out a lot getting to the fun stuff because, you know, we have survived another great episode of things you might have heard. And fun stuff for the day, fun stuff for every day starts with birthdays. Fun stuff for the day starts off with a big, big birthday, a 78th birthday for Dolly Parton, that super sexy old lady who's out there wearing Dallas Cowboys chiller stuff and doing rock and roll hard school style and just being Dolly Parton, which is kind of awesome. National Treasure, who is, um, you know, there's really not enough good things you can say about her. I'm sure somebody has bad things about her. I'm sure someone had a bad business deal or lost out on a contract because of her, but probably said, I'm sure she smells like vanilla. She smells just like sugar and powdery donuts. You cannot fault Dolly Parton. You can't say anything bad about her. And there's nothing you can say, I don't think. So let's just say happy birthday. We love you, Dolly Parton. 78 on this day, the 19th of January. Other quick wishes to Sean Wayans at 53 and Jody Sweden, who is 42 years old. Our history lesson for today goes to 1953. On this day, showing the power of television back in the day, 68% of all U.S. television sets were tuned into I Love Lucy to watch Lucy give birth. Back in the day, and yes, there were less people, and 
less television sets, if you will. But back in the day, the attention of 68% of people who owned a television, who had a television, and of course, people were over at people's houses who did not have television to watch something like this to view this one particular event. That was when appointment TV and things were really there. Now that everything is streamed and clipped and watched um, delayed time, things don't happen this way. Sports events sometimes, but those things are mostly watched as clips as well in the meantime as well. We'll see how things work on going forward as we are doing our attention spans, but this was a big time, big deal from 1953. Everyone wanted to see Lucy give birth to Desi Arnaz Jr. More or less on live on TV. Not quite live, but it is what it is. Celebrate National Popcorn Day. I will tell you in my house, my wife likes popcorn. My daughter hates popcorn. I'm a fan of many popcorns. But Popcorn Day is the day you can celebrate the crunch that we enjoy, the annual celebration uh, that satisfies day or night. It's a perfect snack pretty much anytime you want to. You can have it sweet or savory, caramelized, or you can just have it straight up out the package. No salt added, just straight up pure popcorn. Not too bad. Popcorn Day. Celebrate National Popcorn Day. Back, grab you a bag from the convenience store. Uh, get Pop you some in the microwave. If you have a popcorn pocket, get one of those Jiffy Pop things. Have some fun with that. National Popcorn Day. Have some fun. And very quickly, let's get to a poll question for today. And it is simple. Is the U.S.'s blind loyalty to Israel a problem? Right now, Benjamin Netanyahu is saying that there will be an L2 state solution in Israel. They will rule uh, the land from the... Um, river to the sea they must rule the land from the river to the sea otherwise there will be chaos in bedlam another president said that but the president he's currently working with that is joe biden is like eh, you can't do something for a two-state solution and netanyahu is basically saying no which is kind of odd when the u.s is his greatest benefactor and its best biggest best friend yet you don't listen to anything you said much like you know you and your best friend when you give them um, decent advice and they go ahead and date that guy anyway or get that tattoo they knew they should have gotten is the u.s's blind loyalty to israel a problem for them us and all of us in the world go to our website click on the link for this day's a poll question and we will see what happens these poll questions helps us gauge what we can be talking about here in the conversation project and what we may do some long-form things on so check it out see what you think about this one and let me know what you think about the u.s and its um, support pretty blindly in some cases for israel so what does this mean for the day right now basically means we're done it's the day is done this has been things you might have heard for friday january the 19th 2024 my name is Jay Clinton Payne. Thank you so much for being with us for the show. Uh, very quickly, um, stay limber, stay hydrated, stay on task, and make sure you reach out to us by going to our feeds to let us know what stories to chat up and emailing us so we know what to talk about and maybe joining us as a partner to keep things going. Love you. Mean it. Let's have a great weekend. The weekend shows include the weekly wrap-up and the story of the week. And come Monday, a new edition of This Thing Here, Things You Might Have Heard. We'll go through the full slathering of stories for the weekend. Top 30 stories that survive. We get over 90 stories over the weekend. Top 30 stories that survive the top. Get a chance to be picked for the 10 stories we'll present to you Monday morning. What will they be? Where will they be? What will they be about? Probably won't be about the guy, Nick, a guy killing the guy with firewood. But we'll see. We've got four days to figure it out. So thank you so much. We'll see you come Monday. <laughs>